Testing. One, two, one, two, one, two. I hope I'm being heard loud and clear. Let me. Okay, so I'm 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 here live. It's your boy Dub coming with the very very late night dolo solo show, effing podcast. It's just me in the house, B Dub, kicking it this late Thursday night. Just decided to go on the live. A lot of a lot of shit I wanted to talk about that I really couldn't get into. Um, I know y'all saw Saturday's show. Somebody on there was missing. I wonder who it was. I bet you were missing this voice. Uh, but all joking aside, shout out to uh, the team holding it down, Branson, Kelly, Joe Buddha. Shout out to Justin Artist, just popping his head out. This nigga's like Locust. He comes out every other year. You know, it's like seven years when you see him. But uh, hopefully the team can all be back together. We're doing our normal Saturday show. Uh, I'm in Maryland at the moment. Uh, just kicking it, handling family business. There's been a lot of shit going on with the fam in Maryland. I got my cognac going. Look at this shit. I fucked around today and decided I was going to go live. So the first thing I wanted to do was kind of clean up my facial hair because it's been looking kind of rough. And I reached into my bag and I was like looking for my clippers because I always bring my trimmers with me when I go out of town. But I guess in this particular scenario, I didn't have my clippers. I guess I forgot to bring them. So now I'm scrambling trying to figure out what can I do to kind of clean my face up because I don't want to go on live looking all ratty and raggedy. So I was digging in the bathroom uh, through, you know, well, first and foremost, it's like my sister and my niece have taken over the bathroom and I had to dig through so many hair products and I was just going through all these hair products, the just for me and right under it, I found my old school clippers from high school. And I don't think they have been ran and since I was in high school. They were rusty and they looked very unhygienic. So I decided to use them because fuck it. Whatever nastiness is on there is my nastiness from 20 years ago. Now, I hit it with some oil and some disinfectant. I'm not nasty. But uh, I didn't have any guards for the clippers. So... I said, let me do this light. Let me trim the little excess hair on my beard. And clippers have a way of telling you, you just fucked your shit up by the noise it makes. I don't know. When you purposely try to cut the right amount of hair, the clippers make regular noises. But when you accidentally cut more hair than you intended... The clippers make a really weird noise, like Now, I knew the second I heard that noise, that I knew I fucked my shit up. And then it was, no, it was this side. It was this side right here. So I, I start right here, and it just said, And now a huge chunk of hair was missing. And so I said, fuck, and just cut off this side. And then you look at this side, and it was fine, but you know you got to fuck up this side, too, to match the fucked up side you already got. So that's eventually what happened. All this shit should hopefully grow back by Valentine's Day. But that's the life I'm living. A lot of family business I've been handling since I've been home. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I should get all personal and tell you what's going on with my mom, but... Uh, I came home to uh, assist. There's a lot of shit going on with health and all that. Right now, for some reason this week, women have been real, real catty. Hold on, let me turn. Let me mute my phone. And bitchy with me. Uh, so I'm really hesitant to, like, talk about family because I'm pretty sure they're going to use that against me in future arguments. And it's going to cause me to snap and say a lot of shit that'll probably get me banned from Facebook. So I'm not going to get too detail -y. But, oh, 
on another note, the basement I'm in flooded. Uh, you remember when it snowed real bad like two weeks ago? Yeah, well, that snow somehow uh, fucked up some pump in the basement. And the carpet was flooded. And it was a few millimeters of water. Nothing really bad. But that happened, so I had to deal with that. Uh, There's just a lot of shit in the house that needed fixing. I'm fixing toilets. Uh, I'm out here fixing TVs. I'm just super nigga this week. I'm fixing a hell of a whole lot of shit. But anyway, it's the effing podcast. It is B-Dub. I am in the building. It's just me. I got the yak. A lot of shit been going on in the news that I kind of wanted to speak on. Um, I'm not going to get too detailed this week or this show. I'm just going to be honest with you. We're going to do a show Saturday. I'll be back in Carolina Saturday. Excuse me. Burping. So I wasn't going to get too heavy uh, with the topics. I do want to leave a lot of topics available that uh, we can all comment on as a team. But uh, it's been a pretty hectic week with uh, everything going on. It's been a hectic week in the news, man. There's been so much shit going on. It's uh, it's Black History Month. I don't know why that means anything to me personally. I mean, I, I'm very much aware of Black History 12 months out the year. Uh, really, this is a month for white people, as I always say with Black History Month. It's a it's a time for white people to bitch and moan about white people. Why is there no White History Month? White History Month was trending on Twitter earlier th- earlier today, and it's just aggravating that white people still use the same trolling tactics they've been using since I was born when it comes to Black History Month, where they have to play dumb and go, "Why is there no White History Month?" You know, and that's a troll. And then there's always some white person that takes them serious. Well, you have to understand, white people don't have White History Month. It's just called history. And it's just this bullshit that plays out every fucking February. And it's like, y'all motherfuckers made this shit Black History Month. Me, I personally would have preferred the summertime because there's nothing more blacker than being able to have a barbecue. And unless you're in a pretty warm climate year round, you're pretty much not barbecuing in February. Uh, So that's that. I don't really know what to do in regards to Black History Month. Again, I just feel like it's a time for white people to like be white and acknowledge like, I don't know, like the thing with Black History Month to me, it just feels so contrived and bullshit. It's just like. The people that are interested in black history are going to study it year round. The people that aren't really aren't going to do it, even in the month of February. It just feels like some false shit to appease niggas. Um, But, hey, white people are doing what white people do when they celebrate Black History Month. And that's basically fucking with niggas. Uh, I'm sure you heard about the Jackie Robinson statue. Uh for those that don't know, there was a statue of Jackie Robinson that was stolen from uh, Wichita, Kansas Park last week. Uh, apparently, they cut it off by the feet, and they found the statue uh, later on Tuesday, and it was burned and dismantled. And, uh, you know, um, I wasn't shocked when I heard this, you know. Uh, first and foremost... White people destroy the Emmett Till uh, Memorial in Mississippi. Uh, So if they're destroying, you know, a a memorial to a 13 year old black kid, uh, you can only imagine what they would do to, you know, Jackie Robinson statue. It's not it's not something prestige to them. But uh, anyway, the statue was erected, uh, (laughs) erected. In 2021 in uh, McAdams Park. Uh, That's when it was started. So uh, they had a GoFundMe to replace the statue. It's uh, right now at $156,000. Let's be honest here. They have no suspects. Nobody's caught. I I really feel like the police had a hand in this. Maybe they weren't necessarily responsible for the actual vandalism. 
but I, I definitely believe uh, I definitely believe they had the ability to turn their heads and look the other way while the uh, statue was stolen. Uh, the funny thing is, whenever anything happens to like black vandalism, for some reason the cameras aren't sharp. Uh, all the video surveillance footage just doesn't work as appropriate. Uh, they did say there was surveillance video of two people hauling the statue away in the dark, loading it into a silver pickup truck. Uh, so they removed it at the ankles and then only the feet were left behind. And I'm just curious to know what, what was the point of this? Uh, you're not getting rid of a Jackie Robinson statue like that and it being a permanent thing. I don't understand. Well, let's be honest. We understand Black History Month. They did they did this shit because of Black History Month. Um, it's fucked up, but it's, it's, it's like nobody black is surprised. White people are just doing what white people do, being racist, being hateful. Um, it, it doesn't shock me at this point. Uh, it doesn't bother me at this point. It seems like it was replaced. Uh, I very much doubt the people that did this will get caught. And if they do, I, I doubt, I really doubt anything will happen to them. They'll get a slap on the wrist. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure the people that stole this statue could jump to New York police department officers and get a slap on the wrist as well. Because apparently, uh, that's what a lot of migrant workers have been doing. So I'm pretty sure you've heard about this story because it's been everywhere uh, since it's happened. Um, as you know, the NYPD in Times Square this week got jumped. Uh, and they got jumped by what was to be seven uh, immigrants or migrant workers. Uh, who attacked uh, New York Police Department officers in Times Square? Uh, so there was video of it. Let me let me see if I can cue up some video, see what they had popping. So uh, basically, as you can see here, the officers fell. The migrants came around and was like, "Hey, yes, see, la policia down. Yo, let's kick them and see." Oh, and then they beat the shit out the NYPD. I'm going to rush them, you see? Let's kick them like the football, you see? And then they kicking them, and they beating the shit. Oh, you see, I kick them in me follow me culo. And they just whooped the police. Um, That was weird. Uh, uh I saw that video. Um... You want to see outrage at first, but then you realize it's the NYPD. Uh, these are the motherfuckers that killed uh, Eric Garner, Sean Bell. Uh, basically uh, led to the destruction of Khalif Brower. Uh, for those that don't know, Khalif Brower was a, a, a kid falsely accused of stealing a backpack and was arrested and placed in Rikers Isle for three years three years without uh, getting a trial. Uh, once he was released, I guess the mental damage caused him to commit suicide. And uh, so, you know, on one hand, you, you see the police getting attacked. You don't really get that. I'm sure there's a bunch of rednecks that saw that and lost their shit. Like, oh, God damn it. Um, but me personally, the first thing I thought of was... I, I, I'll admit it. I'll, I got jealous. I feel like these uh, migrants got to beat up the police. They got arrested. They were released with no bail the very next day. And nothing really happened to them. And that's why I got jealous. Because I said if anybody should be able to jump New York police officers without having any consequences... It should be niggas. You know, Eric Garner, uh, Sean Bell, Stop and Frisk, all that shit. And so jealousy was the first thought. Like, damn, these niggas can whoop ass and get away with it. 
You know, meanwhile, you give just the slightest look, the slightest wrong look at an NYPD officer if you're black. Next thing you know, you got a bullet in your brain. The uh, goddamn news is pointing out the parking ticket you got 15 years ago in college. They're doing everything possible to shit on your family name to justify the police doing it. And then you get to see seven migrants beat the shit out the cops and nothing really happened to them. And you're just like, damn, lucky motherfuckers. Ah, I don't know what this symbolizes. You know, I'm getting older. I've never had a problem with like migrants, illegal or legal. I feel like anybody should be able to come to America. And as long as they're a productive member of society, you know, they shouldn't really have to deal with bullshit. But um, in this situation, I'm kind of like, there's a lot of thoughts I'm thinking. On one hand, uh, you know, did they attack the officers in Times Square because it was Times Square and it was the NYPD? Or is this like the start of them attacking United States citizens? Like, you know, for instance, uh, if they could get away with attacking cops, are they going to attack black people next? <laughs> you know, or is it the opposite where they just went at the cops and they know better than to go to like East New York and fuck with black people? I don't know. We're going to have to figure this one out and see how it plays out. Uh, but basically, um, the governor, Kathy uh, Hochul, uh, basically said they should be deported. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams uh, kind of agrees with them. Uh, it says he was absolutely disgusting at people who are in our country that are being housed by taxpayers would turn around and disrespect our laws. And our, this is uh, uh, Eric, uh, Mayor Eric Adams talking. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. This is Staten Island Rep Nicole Malatakis. She said it's absolutely disgusting that people who are in this country that are being housed by the taxpayers would turn around and disrespect our laws and our law enforcement. And I believe that the mayor has to work to deport these individuals. I mean, you know, I'm cool with them getting deported. I also think that's odd that, you know, attacking a police officer is a federal crime and all they get to do is get deported and niggas ain't getting no trials and going to jail. They're like, hey, you whooped the cops ass. You got to go back to the country you came from. So it was seven members uh, that were charged or that were arrested and charged with attacking New York police officers. Uh, it looks like they were trying to disperse a crowd near a migrant shelter in Times Squares. Uh, with the migrant crisis and everything, it's weird because, like I said before, I never had issues with um uh, people coming over here to find the American dream, but I am a black man and I am loyal to my race. Uh, so it's a very odd thing to see migrants come to this country illegally and get treated better than black people while we as black people pay taxes that pay them. Um, and I'm not sure again, how this is going to play out long-term I don't know if they're going to turn on us, but I, I definitely think that is a possibility. Uh, I first and foremost believe the migrants were being brought in here as a replacement for white people because white people are uh, having very low birth rates. And from my understanding, uh, the rate of death is a little bit higher for white folks in this country than the rate of birth. So they're rapidly losing white members. And this has happened in America before. There was a mass influx of migration in the early 1900s with white people from Europe migrating to America. You know, you shitted on the Italians and the Irish and then they were willing to practice the tenets of white supremacy on niggas. So they got their honorary Caucasian card. And I kind of feel like this is another symptom of this shit happening again. You're bringing over Latinos. Uh, you're uh, going to train them to uh, be hard on niggas. And then from there, they'll get their honorary Caucasian cards. Uh, I definitely believe that's what's going to happen in this situation. 
So uh, two of the suspects were actually also charged with uh, previous issues, such as shoplifting and uh, I do see burglary. So they have records and they still get to go be deported. Uh, this is kind of weird with all the, 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 the migrant shit, because this is definitely going to play into the elections. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to play into the elections. Obviously, this is all happening under Biden's watch. So uh, is this going to make Trump look better? Uh, I don't know. I'm just not in favor right now of either candidate. I do not like Biden. I do not like Trump. Uh, and right now, this election is looking so bad. I'm really contemplating just not voting. And I hate saying that publicly because there's going to be a bunch of niggas running out on behalf of the Democrats. Oh, you can't vote. A vote, a no vote for a Democrat is a vote for Trump. And I'm just really tired of being scared into voting or trying to be scared into voting. Because the one thing I learned is uh, Democrats hate black people. Uh, but I've also learned Republicans hate everybody. So I know when the Democrats are in office, their foot is going to be on niggas necks. But I also know if the Republicans are in office, their foot is going to be on niggas necks and it's going to be on other people's necks as well. We're all going to be down on the ground with the foot on our neck looking at each other like, hey, Latino, <laughs> you got a foot on your neck, too. You know, if it was the Democrats, uh, you would have your foot on my neck. So. You know, this is probably an election I'm going to sit out, at least on the presidential side. People are like, oh, don't tell people that. I'm not telling anybody else to vote or not to vote. I'm just telling you what I might do. I'm not feeling inspired at all. This is a shitty election, and I feel like we in the black community are going to lose no matter who's in office. But with that being said, I also believe you should vote locally. Because your governor, your mayors, and all your local officials have a bigger effect on your day-to-day -day life than your president. Uh, but this is going to be weird because with the migrant crisis coming, or it's already here, again, the, the play out to this, <sighs> shit, I don't know if they're going to start attacking us. I don't know what's going to happen. But I know there's a gang of rednecks in the South like you try this shit in a small town boy they 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 are they're gonna try that shit in your town any to any place they want to go that they, they, they are gonna try it uh and it's again i don't have a personal vendetta with these people i just want to make sure that uh whatever they do they're just not harming black people or making life harder for black people which inadvertently they are uh I saw the other video where the migrants were getting out. It was on Fox News and they had cameras in front of their faces and they were like, oh, do you enjoy America? And they were like raising them. The migrants were raising their middle fingers and they were like, no speak English. Me no speak English. So they were purposely like trolling the reporters and ignoring them. Um, so I know they're sending them in all these migrant cities. From my understanding, places like Chicago, uh, the shelters are full. They don't have room for them. I even saw uh, officials in Chicago ask locals to consider opening up their homes to migrants to see if they could house them. I said, that's some bullshit to tell a motherfucker. But uh, that's how it is. Um, the one thing, uh, like I said, as long as... Uh, it doesn't really affect black people, which it will. I, I don't know what else to, to say about it. You know, I think I'd probably have much more of an opinion maybe a week later after this shit plays out. So I'm kind of curious to see where this is going to go. But there's been other other news going on. Uh, you know, we're gearing up for a lot of sports in the month of February. We have... Of course, the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, also, we have NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, and, of course, we're going to have Valentine's Day to fuck up everything else. 
sports-wise we enjoy. So, yay. I don't like Valentine's Day. It's one of those made-up bullshit holidays women feed into. And no matter what you do for a woman, the other 364 days of the week, she needs to feel extra special on this day just so she can stun on her friends. But that's not even what I'm talking about. Uh, later on uh, this year, we are going to have, I believe, the Summer Olympics. Are the Summer Olympics this year? Yes, they are. The Summer Olympics are going to be from Friday, July 26th to August 11th, 2024. And uh, if uh, a certain swimmer on the American team has their way, it's very possible there's going to be some major domination in female aquatic sports. Transgender swimmer Leah Thomas is uh, giving legal proceedings towards the World Aquatics. Uh, which is basically the swimming governing body to basically swim <laughs> as a woman in the Olympics. And uh, I'm pretty sure she's in it. He, she, uh, they'll probably win a gold medal, but I I'm not a fan uh, of transgender uh, women being in sports with natural born women. Uh, I'm not really cool with playing along with this shit, pretending like, uh, it's a real woman. Um, uh, they, they, they claim, uh, that she is challenging, challenging provisions that are invalid and unlawful and discriminate against her. Uh, and they are fighting to get, uh, her in the swimming, uh, Athletes using testosterone as part of the female to male gender affirming hormone treatment would only be eligible to compete in women's competitions if the testosterone was used for less than a year in total. The treatment didn't take place during puberty and testosterone levels and serum are back to pre-treated levels. Uh, how do I feel about this? I do not feel that this is right. Uh, even if it is going to lead to gold medals for the USA, which I feel is cheating. Uh, I don't think uh, Leah Thomas should be involved on the woman's side of things. And uh, this is just proof of how far some men will go to win. Non-melanated men. Because uh, th this is just pathetic to me. It's pathetic that a man has to turn into a woman in order to win at a competition. But also at the same time, we're talking about a group of people that shook your hands and slaughtered you when you turned your back. So, you know, one thing I've learned, uh, white, white men particularly will go to any length to win. And if that means winning uh, by converting their gender and taking hormone therapy to get that gold, so be it. You know, we're talking about a group of men that want to win at all costs. And uh, I don't believe this is right. I don't know what else to say about it, because right now we're at a business. We're at a standstill where we have to kind of play along with this shit. And I'm just not for it. But uh, again, this affects women a lot more than it affects men. Uh, I don't really believe in none of this shit, but hey, more power to you if you do. Speaking of transgenders, uh, Marlon Wayans uh, was in doing an interview in Los Angeles on The Real 92.3. And on this interview, he was talking about black men in dresses, uh, saying that, the, that it's a silly conversation. And, uh, of course, Marlon Wayans is somebody who has put on the dress. Um, and he thinks it's a very silly thing to, you know, use it against them. It's a negative thing that is only in black people. This is a quote from Marlon. We have, for some reason, been programmed to look down on the craziest parts about our spirits. We're supposed to embrace our past, our history, our heroes, and different level of comedy. And then he goes on to mention Robin Williams putting on a dress, winning award in his community, embracing him. 
Marlon, there's a very big difference between uh, your black ass and Robin Williams. I'm pretty sure you're aware of that. This is a little bit deeper than comedy and just a man putting on a dress as a black man. As everybody knows, black people didn't willingly put on the dress. Now, Marlon may have because Marlon was already rich when he put on the, 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 the dress. You know, he's got rich brothers. So it was a choice by him. But very often, black men in the acting, they're not choosing to put on the dress. They're forced into it. I remember that story Dave Chappelle told Oprah uh, when he was filming Blue Streak with Martin. And he refused to put on a dress. They called the director in and then they called a couple studio heads in. They were basically pressuring Dave to put that dress on. And that's why we as a community are so against black men in dresses. Uh, it's not necessarily a choice. It's a pressure thing where you have to compromise your dignity for your career. And that's why a lot of men speak out against it. Uh, again, Marlon Wayans used Robin Williams, which is not necessarily a good example because Robin Williams is white. And again, he chose to put on a dress. It's a little bit deeper than Hollywood because this goes all the way back to slavery uh, where black bodies were not controlled by the black people that owned them. Uh, the dignity was taken away by slave masters. Male slaves were often degraded. Uh, R word. You know, I got to watch my language. I think we've been shadow banned on YouTube, by the way, because. Every time I look for us when we go live, we don't pop up right there on the home screen like we used to. So somebody fucked with the YouTube algorithm and made shit difficult. I'm going to have to blame who? I'm going to blame Kelly and Branson. I don't know why. It's not like it's me. I'm very liberal. You know how I feel. I believe transgender people are real women. No, nah, it was probably me. Um, but Marlon is tripping, okay? If you want to put on a dress and uh, do it for comedic purposes, understand as a black man, there's a lot more history to it. Uh, there's a lot. It's a lot deeper than just putting on a dress for comedic purposes, you know? Uh, I remember an interview Little Richard uh, just said where he had to put on makeup to play in the white clubs. Why? Because the white men were scared that the black or that the white women would be attracted to these black men on stage. So Little Richard uh, put on makeup and feminized himself so he could be perceived as gay. Perceived. Uh and that's why they were allowed to get in the club. So, you know, there's a history of black men ma uh, having to take away their masculinity and add feminism to themselves in order to be accepted for a white, white audience. So I think Marlon is excluding all that history to kind of defend himself. Because obviously, if you're somebody who's put on a dress, you're going to uh, you're going to defend it. Uh, and, may, and make it seem like it's something cool when we both know it's not. It's not cool to put a dress on uh, for comedic purposes. And um, there are a lot of actors who have done it. Uh, and I think what it was, was we accepted it to an extent. I feel like Martin Lawrence, you know, Martin is one of the top tier black shows. It was acceptable in the 90s. I think what happened after the 2000s is we as a people got a little bit more hip and conscious to what Hollywood was doing. Because you also have to remember everything that was going on in Hollywood before the Internet. It was it was a deep, deep secret. There weren't people on message boards and social media telling you stories of what they encountered in the casting couch. It was just kind of hush, hush. If it wasn't discussed on late night talk shows while promoting projects, then it wasn't going to be talked about. So there were a lot of secrets and a lot of things uh, going on in Hollywood back in the day that we just didn't know about. Now we have the Internet, camera phones. We have people recording conversations, filming videos that were supposed to be private. And now we're finding out how deep that funny shit runs in Hollywood. So I personally would never recommend a black man putting on a dress 
whether you're gay or straight, there's a lot of negative history associated with it. And I also challenge a lot of comedians. Like, you can't be funny without putting on a dress. Like, that that doesn't make sense either. Uh, and then he had the nerve to bring up Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry wasn't forced to put on a dress. Uh, he wasn't, but... Let's be honest. Without Medea, do you really think Tyler Perry would have achieved the success he did? Uh, I've read Tyler Perry's story. Um, his first play bombed. It wasn't until he put on the dress that he got successful. Uh, and I don't know if a white man did or did not force him to do it. But a very key part to Tyler Perry's success was putting on a dress. And... Uh, None of it sits right with me. I, I don't believe black men. To me, it, it's a played out shtick, in my honest opinion. We've seen it with Flip Wilson. Uh, we've seen it for, we've seen it for sixty, seventy years, even before television. You know, they had a group of black people uh, that they castrated uh, for singing purposes, and. Uh, I'm trying to hold on. Give me a minute. I'm, I'm, we we gonna have a history lesson. See, this is Black History Month, so uh, we're gonna talk about the uh, the real history, the history that makes people uncomfortable. So there were uh, eunuchs, uh, basically castrated black kids, and uh, this goes back way back to I want to say, of course, the uh, early early times of slavery uh so there were a lot of uh there were a lot of uh black kids who were castrated and shit like that and uh castration is, is a part of uh it's a part of the reason why i'm against uh niggas putting on dresses man uh oh yeah it, it was a pretty dark history so there were a lot of uh, black kids who had their uh, balls cut off and were castrated uh, for the purpose of making sure that, uh, you know, they weren't dangerous around white women. So you really have to think about black history before you put a dress on. It, it's a lot deeper than just Flip Wilson. It goes back a little bit further than that. So all you up and coming actors, all you people out there, uh, it's a new day. You you. There was a time back in the day when you had to do what Hollywood said. Now, uh, you don't have to do it so much. Through the internet and technology, we've got cheaper cameras. You can get a very good camera to film a quality film for, you know, uh, maybe a G or so, less than that. But I believe uh, instead of degrading yourself uh, for the purpose of getting on in Hollywood, you should take the incentive to make your own films and make your own video projects. As opposed to uh, playing the game and doing what's necessary in order to get ahead in life. Um, so that's not good. Uh, I'm running slowly out of topics because, again, I wasn't going to be on here too long. But uh, aside from Marlon Wayans, uh, we did have, oh, yeah, I wanted to cover uh, TikTok uh, and Universal Music Group had a beef. And now TikTok has to uh, basically remove all Universal Music Group artists. And that's quite a bit of artists, uh, including Taylor Swift, uh, BTS Drake, and Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, we started, uh, so basically they're removing uh, all the uh, UMG music that was licensed. Uh, it's due to UMG being concerned uh, about how artificial intelligence could possibly corrupt some of the uh, music from real artists. And TikTok, they feel, didn't adequately address these issues, so they decided to pull their music when the contract expired after January 31st of this year. And so now a lot of videos with UMG artist music in it is now being silenced, uh, taken away. Mm -hmm. oh, that's good and so this is going to lead to I don't even know what this is going to lead to because these are both very powerful companies TikTok is big in China Universal Music Group is big here or universally that's why they're called Universal Music Group but um, 
they're 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 beefing right now. Hopefully, they can work out something. I got to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, the effing podcast does have a TikTok, but we don't really fuck with it. I think we got like maybe seven followers on there. I don't post on it. I I just can't get into TikTok. TikTok is just one of those too quick, fast. You can't control it. Yo, one time I was watching a video and I just clicked on it like, let me stop it, and it stopped the video. And I'm like, cool. Now I got I can pause it. I can read the comments. No, it just jumped to the next video after that. I guess when you click on it, it's like saying next. So I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. I don't know what this means because I don't use TikTok. I don't use Universal Music Group music on TikTok when I do use music. If anything, I use my own music that's uh, published and everything. And y'all should check out my music. I'm going to put a link on this shit when I chop it up. You know something else that really bothered me? Speaking of black history. Uh, California is introducing a First Nation slavery reparations packet. I saw the headline I was like, okay, reparations in California. Let me read the details. And I was very disappointed. Uh, basically, it said California is introducing a reparations bill, uh, a proposal to restore property taken by race based cases of eminent domain and a potentially unconstitutional measure to provide state funding for specific groups. What does that mean? It means they don't really understand the definition of reparations. Uh, so basically what they're saying is they're trying to restore property. Uh, basically, they're saying that the state of California at one point or another took black people's land. And this bill is supposed to be giving that land back if it was taken from you because you're black. So that's not reparations at all. And uh, I know a lot of people might get outraged at the thought of California paying reparations. And they're like, oh, California never has slaves. But every single state in this country benefited from slavery. So California, too. Without slavery, this country wouldn't have lived. Uh, without slavery, there would have been no California as we know it now. It would probably still be a part of Mexico. Um, but right now... That's not reparations. Reparations that we're discussing is for slavery and slavery only. So if you are a foundational black American, you may be entitled to compensation uh, for repara uh, reparations. And that's me. Uh, so aside from that, you have to watch the word play because uh they will throw the word reparations on anything like hey here's your reparations we're uh relieving your student debt and you're like wait a minute that's not reparations but they will give black people anything and call it reparations like here's your coupon for some popeyes there's your reparations you know joe biden bought cookout to that black family last week and he said that was your reparations so just watch the wording. Don't get too excited if you happen to see reparations in California because it, it's absolutely bullshit. Doesn't mean shit at all. So don't get too excited. Uh, that pretty much covers everything I got except for one last topic. Now, Saturday, Branson, Kelly Joe, and Justin Artist covered 21 Savage appearing on Club Shay Shirt. And they got on him about uh, him not being uh, familiar with the specific word, uh, which was adulation. Um, so I'm not a 21 Savage fan, um, but you can kind of figure out what the word adulation is once you use it in a sentence. I didn't think it was uh, that big of a deal personally, but there was something 21 Savage said that I did want to address. And it was related to parenting. Uh, where he said broke parents are better than rich parents. And uh, when he broke it down, I understood what he was saying. But this is another classic case of rappers saying stupid shit, smart shit in a stupid way, I guess you could say. So what he said was, uh, and I quote, I be feeling like I don't be doing all the way my job as a parent because of my job. So he says he's trying to balance it out. It's like you work to gain success and all the good shit. But I feel like the best parents, in my opinion, 
are the parents that don't got it all. I feel like broke parents are better than rich parents, in my opinion, because when you're broke, you have way more time. <laughs> I get what he's saying. He's saying, yes, there's parents out here trying to get a lot of money, uh, you know, and they're not spending as much time with their kids. I get that. But you're never going to convince me that being a broke parent is better than being a rich parent. I do feel that uh, money does play a factor in you being a good or a bad parent. Now, I'm not saying you have to be rich to be a good parent. That's fucking stupid. But if you're broke to the point where your children can't have a normal life, if the rent isn't getting paid and you're getting evicted all the time, if the electricity's off all the time, if your children are starving often, uh, if they are not able to, you know, get clean clothes, go to the doctor, get their teeth fixed, you know, because you can't afford to do it or you don't have insurance. I do think that someone makes you a bad parent. Uh, when you bring life into this world, you are responsible for raising that life. And, you know, a kid getting sick and you not being able to take them to the doctor because you don't have health insurance and don't want to deal with the bill does make you a bad parent in that situation. And likewise, on the opposite. And yes, if you're a rich person getting a lot of money and not spending uh, as much time with your children as you should that's not good either but let, let's not kid ourselves that that scenario is a hell of a lot better than the previous scenario uh you know my father growing up spent weeks working he was uh in the government he was secret service so he spent a great deal of time away from us as a family and I remember that uh, birthdays, Christmas, he wasn't there. And now as an adult, I completely understand why, because he was just trying to do what he could to take care of the family. But I also remember once I became a preteen and he did retire from the Secret Service in 93, he had more time to spend with me. And that was the time I needed. I, I, I hate saying this, but as a little kid, I was more dependent on my mom as a parent than my dad but then as i became a man as a preteen that was when my father needed to be around once i hit 13 12 and 13 uh that was when he had to retire from the secret service because the secret service is like professional sports once you hit 40 or your 40s you either need to lay it down on your own or they're going to stick you with the desk job so i remember plenty of times my father wasn't around because he was busy earning money but then I think about all of the things that benefited me from that time as I got older. You know, I got a car when I turned 16, which a lot of kids my age did not get. So I was very grateful for that opportunity. But uh, I definitely feel once you have a certain amount of money where you can handle the bills, where the, the rent is paid, the lights, uh, the food and everything is available then the money isn't a factor. Like if you can't afford to get your kid the, the latest PS5, that doesn't make you a bad parent. Um, but I, I think the way 21 Savage worded that, where he said uh, broke parents are better than rich parents, that's, that was, uh, I think it was the manner in which he worded it. And it always amazes me how rappers, you know, who make a living with lyrics, are just so bad at speaking all the time. Not all of them, of course. Uh, I'm a rapper. I speak pretty eloquently. Uh, but, um, you know, this isn't nothing new. Uh, let me stop acting like this is some brand new shit. Uh, this was happening in the 90s with a lot of East Coast rappers, too. The whole nah mean, nah I'm saying shit. So, uh, you know, I can forgive somebody for not being articulate. And I get what he was saying. I just think he said it in a stupid manner. Um, but, yeah, I will admit as somebody without kids, but being a kid, there should be a balance of being able to uh, support your child and being able to help raise them uh versus always being on the road all the time but if you had to choose if i had to choose if i had to choose between having a, a father who uh was traveling all the time and missed a lot of birthdays and christmases or having a father who was always around me all the time and being broke i chose the life that i had see you dad see you when i'm a preteen and i need you the most 
Uh, until then, you go out there and you get that paper because we're going to need it once I get older because I'm going to get fat and you're going to have to feed me. Uh, so that's all the topics I got for today. Ooh, this was like a one hour podcast. Uh, I was glad to be able to get up in here, talk a lot of shit. Um, like I said, I held back on a lot of topics because I want to leave a lot of shit for me and the crew to talk about Saturday. We will be covering further uh, Megan Thee Stallion and the Nicki Minaj beef. Uh, we'll also be discussing uh, Christian and Blueface and the saga there. Uh, of course, All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Uh, the, the starters were named last week, but today the uh, reserves were named. So uh, we're going to discuss that. Doc Rivers being hired in Milwaukee. You know, um... Did y'all see the Griselda movie on Netflix? <sighs> I saw the first episode and I just haven't watched it since. Everybody was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I started watching it and there there was nobody in there going. Got that. Do, 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 do. And there were no ad libs. Um, I didn't see Benny the Butcher. No Conway. No West Side Gun. No. No West Side Pootie or anything. So uh, I was disappointed. <laughs> now, nah, I know this is the real Griselda. I saw Cocaine Cowboys. There's always some jackass on uh, the Internet. No, this is the real Griselda. You don't know anything. Like, I I've watched it. So we're going to. I don't even know if they've watched it. I probably should ask. I wasn't impressed. I haven't seen another episode after the first one. Uh, Benny the Butcher's album, yes, I've heard it, and uh, I'll get into that with Branson when we do the show Saturday. Uh, I saw earlier Hootie, Darius Rucker, was arrested. Um, also, uh, I saw about Keith Lee. We're going to discuss what Keith Lee did today. Uh, of course, the Eminem Benzino shit, we're going to get into that. Uh, Jalen Green and Drea. And we'll probably, hopefully some other shit will happen between now and Saturday to add to the list. So if you tuned in today, thank you. Uh, make sure you tune in Saturday uh, where we're going to be covering a lot more shit. Hopefully just an artist uh, joins us because I, I was watching the podcast and he said he was coming back next week. So if he doesn't, we're publicly going to call him out. But uh, on a side note, just you're you're going to figure out who whose mic you're going to take between Kelly Branson and Buddhas because you you can't have my seat again. Sorry, uh, but hey, it's the F and podcast. It's your boy B Dub with the solo show. Oh, let me raise my finger so you. This feels weird. Um. I'm a little disappointed. I still have a lot of cognac left. I didn't get as drunk as I wanted to. But uh, thanks for tuning in. See you Saturday. Peace.